Apple presents events at the Apple Store. Please welcome this evening's guest moderator from IndieWire, Eric Cohn, and tonight's guests, David McKenzie and Jack O'Connell. Hello. So um, we, didn't, we didn't have a trailer, so we have to kind of set the foundation here, and we'll show some clips in a little bit. But, um, you know, this is, it's a story about a, a guy who goes to prison. We can start with that much information, and it's sort of based on, a, if not a true story, a, tr- a real world. So, David, can you kind of elaborate on that yeah, a little I mean, bit? Uh, Jonathan Asser, the writer, uh, is by profession a therapist uh, within the prison system, and he evolved a... a, a um, a kind of therapy for very violent prisoners who were not being given access to any other kind of therapy. And, and within the movie itself, there's a character played by Rupert Friend, who you may know from Homeland uh, and other things, um, who it, it, it basically plays the same as Jonathan plays. He's, a, he's called Oliver, but, uh, but it's very similar to the reality of Jonathan's life. Uh, and so we had a scriptwriter who was putting a lot of his own uh, um, experience uh, and, and the authenticity of his voice and his own anger and his own sort of feelings um, in, in, into the material, which we then, uh, uh, you know, we ran with, with that ball and, uh, and, and made the film. But, that, but there's, there's a, I think the film is a, has a very strong vibe of authenticity with some fantastically authentic performances led by Jack. Um, and uh, I think that that comes, among many other things, from uh, from the original script material. And, and could we just add a, one more spl- plot detail, which is it's also a family drama of sorts. So that that's another element I think people wouldn't necessarily expe- you know expect yeah, I mean, from it, a story the, like this. Maybe Jack, you can talk about that—the relationship with, between somebody else and. Oh yeah, no, at home, if if you describe something as a family drama, that's a description of the audience usually. So I won't be able to second that in this case. But there is, um, there's a father-son sort of storyline and uh, a reunion that's uh, been elongated and they've been absent from each other's lives for however long. And it's totally unideal, the, the realm in which they meet up in again. And uh, I think we, we spoke earlier, didn't we? And, and things, things had occurred to me during that interview which I didn't really recall on set. Uh, at the time, even up until we spoke, so this, we're talking like a good years past since I had this dawn in a realization today that um, the person that I think Eric idolized as a father figure in his father's absence turned up to be so far removed from the reality uh, that 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 also brought its own conflict. You know, so that he kind of had to strike down anything that he once perceived his father being, and then I guess start again. Somehow, um, yeah. So tell, I mean, it tells as an actor at your stage, a lot of people get these sort of pressures to, to go big, to do, you know, these studio projects you know, with superheroes and so forth. You're, you've, you've been around a little bit, and yet you're doing a project like this, which is not the most, let's say, obvious commercial opportunity, and yet, you know, it, it delivers. So, so talk a little bit about what this particular project, which is so gritty and dark, was, you know, in, interesting to you. Well, I guess because it's enclosed, you know, particularly in Britain, we don't really get an insight into prisons mainly uh, at all. I think up until about a decade ago, it was actually illegal to shoot anything in in, in a prison environment. So uh, there's always been a huge curiosity, I guess, generally, you know, for for cinema audiences and, you know, across the board. 
so for me, it was a nice opportunity to go somewhere, I guess, a bit secret and, and, and kind of justify and provide an explanation for a youngster who, who's all too commonly wrote off as a reprobate and, yeah, and I needs locking up and, I guess, the key throwing away. So I, I just welcome the idea of, of you know, uh, analysing the psychology there as to, to what it is to, I guess, be rock bottom. And, uh, and in my experience as well, thankfully, Jonathan, he, he still had good contacts with people that he tried to therapeute. And, uh, and, and I think when, when speaking to them as well, you saw the utmost respect that they had for Jonathan. And, I, and then that, that then uh, gave us an availability or opportunity to talk with them in our previous inmates themselves. And uh, yeah, I think one, one of the most stark uh, characteristics that I find in, in, in these people were that a lot of the time they were very generous and very warm, very approachable individuals that have a very violent reputation. So I, I, I kind of wanted to introduce that to the role, you know, I thought it was very obvious to assume that he was just permanently angry and intolerable in, in, in that way. So. Yeah, I kind, of, I kind of wanted to make him slightly likable to a degree, you know. And David, were you okay with this this notion of making the making this prisoner more of a likable character? It's absolutely essential. The, the 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 kind of the, the the humanity thread that runs through the film with almost all the characters, um, uh, and 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 the idea that people who are deemed to be kind of irredeemable in many ways. Um, uh, being, being, ha having the, the light shone on them, and so that they're allowed to at least at least show different sides of their personality. Uh, it was a very important part of the pro project from beginning to end, to be honest. You know, um, uh, and it's a hard journey to take where you have a character who's obviously troubled, violent, you, you know, got got a lot going on, but also is a kid and 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 you know, looking to try and. Find a relationship with somebody who has expectations of, and 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 to, to, to build a relationship with other people in, in, for example, in the group, and to survive in this very very hostile environment, and that's kind of the the soup that we're making uh, this movie from. You know? So we have one clip that sort of illustrates that hostile environment. Do one of you want to set that up right quick before we show it? Uh, Which is a clip again? I know there's one or two. The, the first one that we saw. Is them uh, coming, the, the coming into the cell? Yeah. Where I, I get lubricated yeah. and such. Uh, very cold. Um, no central eating in this this disused prison anymore, which makes sense. And uh, I, I remember a few of the crew coming up to me on that day, shaking me hand, telling me that they didn't envy me too much that day. So I find that weirdly rewarding, I guess. Let's yeah, check it out. Let's take a look.
Weapons down, stand against the back wall. Let's go in. A lot happens at, at that point, but uh, it's, it's, it's certainly worth seeing the whole movie to get that, that full scene. But tell us about sort of conceptualizing the intensity of that, because that's right at the start of the movie, so you, you're really sort of setting the stage for a very visceral experience. Yeah, and it's a, a, the, the first sort of 15 minutes of the movie before that happens are, are, are much sort of more slow-paced and, 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 and deliberate and building up tension, and then this is a sort of first ex, sort of explosion of tension. What's happened just before this uh, is that he has accidentally, Jack's character has accidentally hurt somebody who, who was actually trying to do him a favor. Uh, and that's been misread as an act of violence. And so the prison officers are coming down on him. Uh, and it's a sort of the first major incident of the movie, I'd say. And, 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 and it sort of propels the movie into the next, next dimension. What do you think, Jack? Did you have an idea of how physically demanding these kinds of scenes were going to be? Well, I guess so, yeah. Um, I mean, I, I don't necessarily mind it so much. I feel like it's one of my job entailments. Uh, you know, I, I quite, I quite, I, I take a lot of satisfaction out of putting my stunt double out of work at, at times. I guess it's part of the fun. I don't think you had a stunt double on this job, did you? Florence, yeah. Flor Florence was there, but he didn't really do much. He was just helping out in other ways most of the time. We, but we used him for a shot. I remember we used him for a shot, which I'm pissed and off for about, for rehearsals David, and all that. To be honest with you, I'm fuming. We're going to have to talk about this, Gillian. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it, one thing that, that's important to point out is it's not just a movie that, that's pure you know, action and, and, and sort of physical discomfort. There is actually a pretty heavy plot that goes on in terms of the relationships between the characters, not only the father and the son, but, but the nature of the psychologist character, which is sort of, I, I assume, based on the, the screenwriter's experience. So can you talk a little bit about sort of fleshing out that universe? Well, the, the, uh, you have the two, two central relationships um, within the movie. One is obviously the relationship between the father or the son and, and his father. They haven't seen each other for, since, since Jack's character was five years old. And there's a lot of expectation there. Um, their name is Love. Uh, their surname is Love. And yet they know very little about love, either of them, which is kind of obviously a deliberate ploy um, by Jonathan. Uh, and they're reaching out to each other in some very awkward, very lockdown emotional way, uh, but, but having, experiencing feelings that they've not really experienced before. Uh, and, that, that, and there's a process of that that runs through the film. But there's also a, another major relationship, which is the, the, the prison therapist who introduces Eric to uh, his very strange, very radical therapy session where people are encouraged to get angry and then encouraged to learn how to deal with it. So you have a process of escalation, which we've seen a lot of in movies, but also a process of de-escalation, which, which is one of the most dramatic and interesting parts of, 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 of the process. And, I, and through that, Jack's character, Eric, gets, builds relationships with people. Uh, and you, know, for almost, you could almost say makes friends or makes the beginnings of friends, friendships, uh, and, and is kind of socialized by that. Um, but all, all the other forces are, that are at work in the jail, including some corruption, including uh, uh, people who don't want him to succeed, are all and, and his own kind of ang anxiety and and and, uh, and anger uh, are all all working to 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 sort of 
fight against some of these positive influences that are there. But the idea of this film is to take a prison genre movie and confound expectations on a number of levels and to introduce things that you, you that at, at points where you're not expecting them. And so it's a journey uh, through a narrative that that, that is a, hopefully a satisfactory and original and interesting and, and in some way a touching uh, experience. Yeah, and uh, we have a clip that shows some of the way that that system sort of bears down on him, but can you talk a little bit first about, you know, what do you think about how, how this thing works, you know, in terms of how we see it in the movie? I mean, it, do you think that, you know, is this a film that's, that's criticizing the conditions that this person is going through, or, or is there something that's, that's positive about, you know, the, the way that it works? Well, I mean, I think, I think, you, I think you get a glimpse of, of, of some of this therapy being positive, it being something that actually, obviously, I mean, it, it feels dangerous, it feels brave um, for the therapist who's on his own without any other officers uh, in the room. Um, uh, but it feels like it's kind of working. Um, but in most cases, you feel the dysfunction of the prison system. The film itself is it, it, it's not deliberately trying to particularly criticize any particular thing. It, it, this is a backdrop, and you see the complexities of it, as opposed to it being, this is a searing indictment of the prison system. I mean, that, that, that didn't feel appropriate to this film. It feels it's about a human drama within, within a, a hostile environment, uh, and, and, a, and about a young man trying to come to terms with a lot of things and, 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 and in some way moving forward. Uh, uh, so it, that's, that's kind of what, what I hope it is. This clip that's coming is a really interesting scene where um, er Eric is being given a second chance and he deliberately decides to blow it. Uh, and maybe Jack should talk a little bit about it. When I read the scene originally, uh, separated um, the, the, I guess the assumption that Eric was uh, quite mindless with, with his approach, or mindless as an individual. Um, it, 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 in my opinion, he kind of puts the onus back onto you know, his, his superiors in, 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 in this context, um, very intelligently. And uh, you know, he's, he's able to strip bare uh, and, 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 and put the sort of, the contradictions in, in the legal justice system and, and a kind of transparent light or, 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 or you know, he, like I say, he's able to strip bare and, and kind of no nonsense. Again, he, he puts the onus back on, on these people who are, are dictating his future. Uh, at, at which point, you know, when, when I was reading the script, that separated Eric to me fr from a child uh, to, to a man, you know. I, I, he, he then struck me as someone was, who was capable of thinking very maturely, which meant that all of his actions had to be to some degree measured, you know? Yeah, let's so. take a look. Uh, before we do take a look, I, I want to say it was one of the late additions to the script, uh, and it, it was something that, that uh, I, I felt very important to me that we had a chance to see Eric was articulate when he wanted to be, because he was actually chooses to be quite inarticulate in many ways. Uh, and, and he doesn't speak very much to, to many people. And this is a chance to see that he was intelligent, articulate, and capable of, of, of putting his point across. Uh, and so it, 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 it comes, it came as a late addition. And actually, I have to say, it was slightly inspired by, uh, there's a great scene in Made in Britain, which is Tim Ross' debut film by Alan Clark, where he kind of attacks the system. Um, and, 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 and this is something that, that felt it was appropriate for, 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 for him to do, and Jonathan wrote this scene. And, John, and what, what he is saying in this scene 
is kind of true of the criminal justice system kind of everywhere. There are vested interests uh, at play. So it's a chance, it's, it's a, this is actually a small kind of chance to actually really hone in on, 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 on the issues. Um, but it's really, it's a character development point as well. Alrighty. You mentioned risk. What risk? Staff. Sorry. The governor wants to see you. If you comply with the regime, I'm prepared to offer you a place back on the wing. And a special kind of therapy with Mr. Baumer, with whom you cooperated upstairs. But one more incident of any kind that comes to my attention, you'll be straight back down here. Is this one problem? You're going to tell me what that is. I'm just saying, say this therapy goes well, and it changes my life, and I rehabilitate, and then you lay it on for the next geezer, and it works for him and the next. And everything's sweet, yeah? Crime rates start to come down, police got less people to nick, court's got less people to convict. Pretty soon, you're out of a job. Do you mind? In the few moments where it's actually okay to laugh in that movie, I think. Um, in the next few minutes before we open it up to a Q&A, I'd like to talk a little bit about the challenges of even making a movie like this and, and getting people to see it. You know, we live in a society where people like sanitized entertainment. You know, comedy tends to be an easy defense mechanism for dealing with certain things. You don't hold back much with a movie like this. And you've also made movies in the United States before. So can you tell us a little bit about sort of what is the challenge of, of, of pushing out a film like this, which doesn't really make things easy on its audience? Well, I mean, the film's just been released in the United Kingdom where it did pretty well in the box office and was released fairly widely and, 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 and was, was well received. Uh, uh, the performances were very well recognized. So I guess the United States is a slightly different thing because the language has more, there's you know, English prison slang, which is maybe a little bit more impenetrable to to United States audience. It's very important to me that, I mean, I, don't, I didn't understand half the words in the script because they're prison slang, it's not, and I don't know prison, you know, that well myself. So it, it's, it doesn't, you know, you get to know it. You you accumulate yourself with this um, this language, and I, I I'm I'm extremely proud that Tribeca are, are planning to put the film out uh, in the United States without any subtitles, and so uh, the 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 the, rea the experience of accum accumulating an understanding of the language is what you go through and make in in in, in uh, when you watch the movie. Uh, and that's really, that's thrilling to me. I, I, I think it, it, it's a movie that's got lots of things for lots of audiences. I'm very surprised by the number of women who respond to an almost exclusively male environment. It, it, it seems, to, seems to kind of reach out to, to teenagers. It seems to reach out to people older. Uh, I, I'd love to see this film being you know, released as widely as possible and finding a, as big an audience as possible. Obviously, it, it's not too much of a sort of popcorn fare, but it, you know, it, it has tension, it has a lot of good drama, it has fantastic performances, it has some very strong relationships, and, and, and a story that, that can grip you. So uh, I, I remain optimistic about uh, the film kind of finding an audience. You know. 
And, and certainly, Jack, I would say you, you are on the verge of, of I don't to put too fine a point on it, on it, but sort of being everywhere. I mean, I, I saw you in a movie just a few months ago called 71, a really terrific war film that's coming out in the United States in a few months. Um, and you were recently uh, the star in, in a, the latest feature from this up-and-coming filmmaker named Angelina Jolie. So, you know, the, you got stuff going on, and yet, you know, faced with those sort of choices, it seems like you're, you're being pretty calculated about what you're saying yes and no to. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I, I guess my no's are just as crucial as my yeses, I'd say. And um, it's always been my intention. I'm very, very fortunate to, to now be working consistently and, and be reflecting on, on years of, of integral work, I guess. And, and that's the intention. To, to upkeep that and I guess from an early age I kind of was able to distinguish between the difference uh, of being a kind of I guess for want of a, a better phrase a flash in a pan and I, I, that, that's not what I was not what I'd set out to achieve you know uh, hopefully a nice qualified uh, body of work to look back on one day which suggests a diversity that's a long term game but f for now I kind of had to utilise my strengths and uh, kind of take what I was given. So I, with, with that said, I got extremely lucky that Startup was made at, at this particular point and this particular point in my career as well because this, this film actually helped me um, uh, helped me uh, gain gain the role on Unbroken with Angie. So it's interesting how, how you see things have a knock-on effect and, and they all contribute, but... Um, and also, I've been lucky as well to, you know, I've sussed out from a young age that, you know, the fame and, and the celebrity side of this, this line of work is a byproduct and it shouldn't be the priority. I'd like the work to speak for itself and I'm infinitely proud of this film. Uh, I think I'm going to be an old man one day, that's the intention anyway, provided everything goes well, touch wood. Uh, and then I can show my kids th this film when, when I was in my heyday. As, as it were, and, and that's one of the finer things, I think, one of, the, one of the biggest rewards. Presumably not when they're too young. <laughs> yeah, well, maybe to deter them from, yeah, as a deterrent, maybe. So we've covered a lot here, but I'm sure there's questions in the audience, so let's do that part of it. Hi. Um, so first of all, thank you to all of you just for being here. Um, so my question is for Jack. This, this story about this person who's lost and... and I guess filled with anxiety and surrounded by violence and, and manages to grow and, and become likable. And I guess this isn't the first time you've, you've played a role where a character has been surrounded by violence and still manages to seem likable. So I guess, how do, you, how do you approach that when you get a role? How do you find that likability in him? I just, just uh, um, but like, I guess, ju judge them fairly and, and with, without prejudice. And I think that's one of the best features of this film too is I think uh, across the board, across the divide, uh, we, we, we handled the portrayal of every character, I guess, to, to the best of our ability without prejudice. And that, that's how I, I, I approach my characters when, when I'm preparing them. Um, you know, whether I agree or, or not with Eric, I guess, is a separate conversation. But uh, I, I think in Eric's case, he does have, you know, very redeemable qualities about him. You know, he strikes him as a very fair individual, however violent. He, he certainly wasn't a bully. Uh, so, so I was able to respect Eric very easily, and 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 to do that, then, then you begin to study them, and and it certainly wasn't a case of walking around, 
crumbling road jail with a frown all the time, just constantly angry at everyone, because that wouldn't have been very interesting, I don't think. So, so it was a case of just normalising the individual, perceiving them and getting to know them a little. And, and, and th thankfully, I'm, you know, I, I kind of have references from home and, 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 and stuff, so I guess I was able to utilise that, you know? And, and I guess the distinction between people pretending to be fearless and, and, and maybe in Eric's case being to a degree slightly fearless, but he, he never, he's ne the, the intention was never to make him seem immune or superhuman in any way, because we have to empathise with him, I think. Did you have any um, people that you got a chance to interview, role models uh, or models for the character? And can you tell us a little bit of your story of your interaction and what you drew on? In terms of how I, where I grew up and yeah, okay. So uh, Jonathan Asser, um, with, with him uh, actually living this story to a degree, uh, he had his own contacts again, you know, previous inmates had since, you know, been released and they were more than happy to come and at least advise us. So that has offered us an opportunity to get face to face with these people. And then that confirmed to me that Eric didn't need to be totally angry all the time. He could afford to be gentle, perhaps generous, maybe even likable. In, in a world where weakness or generosity is, is mistaken for weakness, uh, it, it, it helped me give him a layer or two, you know? Yes, yeah, so there were three all together, three lads all together that, that, that we liaised with uh, regularly and they came to the screening in Hackney and to, to, to gain their approval in the way they did, I thought that was a big success for, for us all. I guess it's a testament to the film because it was important to, to me mainly to authenticate this, this film for inmates, people who, who know the system. And, and it, it, did, it did that, you know, it provoked a reaction from a previous prison guard in the audience, pretty interesting one. It's online, if you want to see it. And uh, and yeah, to to see these ex inmates as well, also in a grill, was a huge achievement. I, I I'd like to say anyway. Was it easy for you to like fit the role that you were chosen to play? What this one? Yeah. Surprisingly easy. Yeah, quite worryingly so. I reckon, frightening. Um, but yeah, um, I, I felt like I was preparing this role for a while without knowing it had ever uh, come to it, you know. I'd always wanted to epitomise a sort of, I guess, what, what, what we regard as a villain and excuse him. Good question there, my lovely. Good for you. Was there a particular scene that you knew that if you didn't get right, if you didn't do it right, you know, the movie wouldn't work? Or you just, is there one scene in your head that, you know, that you just knew you had to get right? I'd, I'd find it tricky to single out one. <clears throat> I think that's pretty, I mean, that, that it, yeah, it, it, with, with projects like this too, and in my experience, uh, I, I, you know, I, I'm, thankfully I'm, I'm able to feel very passionate about, about the projects that I do because, you know, more times that than, than often, they're really, really good, you know, and that's because of uh, everyone involved, you know. So it's always my intention to get it right, man. And, uh, I guess there's, 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 there's never a scene where we can afford to not commit 110% because the audience will smell it, you know, and particularly with neorealism. So, um, I get my penis out on, uh, in, a, in a sort of global scale is always daunting, particularly in a, in a facility where they can't facilitate central heating. <laughs> <laughs> 
the, the lukewarm, David, because of the steam at best. You just added a whole bunch of context to that scene right there. Um, I love the revolving doors, by the way. I have to let you know about that. That gave me chills. <laughs> and then a question for you. Um, you do angry characters a lot. Is there anything you do to get that anger, like music, or, or you're not method, are you? Well, no, <laughs> not, not entirely. <laughs> that's a bad thing. No, no, sure, <laughs> sure. I mean, no, fair, fair point, fair point. Um, I mean, I guess it makes for interesting drama to some degree. Uh, but yeah, there's, there's things like music and, you know, perhaps before the scene, you know, I'm, I might be in a, a pretty frightening headspace, but... I find it quite crucial to have a cut-off point too, and uh, yeah, no, I'm very keen to play some perhaps warm people, you know, do-gooders one day. So, uh, congratulations to both of you because it was a really beautiful film. I just came from a screening, so it's still with me, and I feel like it's one of those that will just stay with you. Um, and I guess I was wondering, uh, there's the movie is very silent. There's not much music really until the end and I was wondering if that was uh, intentional on your part yeah completely intentional um, from quite early on in the process uh, really wanting, wanting not to use music to push the audience into an emotional place and to, to use the performances and to use the atmosphere of, of, of the place and, and, and the tensions that are there uh, it, it, it it, to to function in its own right without music was a real challenge, but I felt it was appropriate. Um, I actually did the music myself, and I'm a non-musician, so uh, and it was just about making weird sounds because I didn't. I thought if I, I've worked with a lot of musicians, and I'm very keen on on music in, in movies, um, and 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 I just thought asking a a musician to make non-musical sounds was actually you know, kind of contradictory, so it's better to choose a non-musician like myself. So I was sort of twiddling knobs and making kind of odds. They're just kind of there as an underbed, but you don't even know they're there. And it just sort of, just to sort of push it a little bit. But basically, until the last act, the last, you know, few scenes, there's, you, you don't really feel the presence of music there at all in the film. And we needed it to drive the last part because the film becomes a little bit more heightened at the, at the end. But, but the absence of it, I think, makes, makes you feel engaged in, uh, in in the world and makes it makes all the sounds of the world that you know the sound design qualities come alive more um, I, I, I'm very proud of of the, of the kind of the austerity of that choice and what it does to, to to allow the performances to do the emotional work would you agree with that would, would you find that as a um, viewer which is weird because normally music is used to make you tense so it's so it, it's quite nice to know that you can do it another way you know it's also very much a film that's riddled with close-ups. It seems like you rely very much on, on expressions and, and smaller you know, moments to, to draw people in. It's uh, very untraditional in that respect. Um, if, if you, if you are, have not had the luxury of seeing the film yet and you think that this is something you'd like to see, hopefully we've given you a couple reasons. It opens pretty soon, right? I don't, don't know when it uh, when, when I think I think Trevor are talking about uh, August or um, you know so, you know some kind of summer release. You know. Jillian's nodding. But or it's August. It's it's coming up. It's it's playing here at the film festival, so you have some chances to see it here. Word of mouth makes a big difference with movies like this, and again, I think this is one of the best ones you're going to see this year. So don't miss out. Thanks, guys, for being here. 
Thank you. Thank you very much for having us. Cheers, guys.